Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Hey, welcome back to the uh, podcast. I got a guest today. I'm really excited to talk with David Kaminsky with Collaborate Pros. We're going to be talking about some SEO stuff. Uh, things that really, in my opinion, are so critical to your business that uh, I'm really excited to get into this. So, David, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I'm excited, Brad. Very nice to be here. Uh, it's funny you say SEO. Uh, a lot of times business owners will hear the acronym SEO and it stands for cringe. Close your eyes, close your ears, turn around and run the other way. Um, <laughs> did you feel that way when you said those those three letters? You know, I've 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 been really in tune with SEO from for many many years, so probably not as bad as what some guys have yeah. experienced. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, most business I, I shouldn't say most, but a lot that I have met, sadly, you know, they've hired an SEO firm and have been burnt. Um, it's kind of when you talk to SEO firms, it's like a voodoo magic. You know, they say it's it's a long term game. You don't know how long it's going to take. Google controls everything. Um, you know, we named our company Collaborate because we don't even put SEO in the name. We've we've changed it. We do it different. And I think that's why it works is uh, we simply work mostly on content. But um, I guess I'm kind of skipping ahead. I'll introduce okay. myself. Yeah, I gonna, I, no, no, hey, I'm all about getting right to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, right, let's go. <laughs> My wife always tells me, man, slow down. She says I'm a rocket ship and she's trying to hold on. So um, introduce yourself. Yeah, please. Yeah, my name's Dave. I, I live in Arizona. Uh, I've been in the service industry. Uh, man, I started my own service business in 1999. So that was 24 years ago, almost 25 years ago now. And um, had the had the benefit of surrounding myself. I, I, paid a, I paid a lot of money to surround myself with other SEO experts. And everything I learned, I applied to my business and my businesses. And um, I own the largest window cleaning uh, company in Arizona and we're in Colorado as well. And, and I did it all hundred percent from SEO. Like I never paid for advertising, which is a really bad business practice. <laughs> I don't recommend that to most people. It worked out for me cause I was kind of doing my own marketing. Um, but I, I got, I got blessed and I hired a lot of really good people. I worked myself out of those businesses. I don't run them. I own them. Um, which is fantastic. I, I do show up to the level 10 meetings once a week. I'm not sure if you're familiar with EOS or mm -hmm. traction, but we do have level 10 meetings once a week. And that's kind of my extent of my involvement, which is great. But my biggest passion turned from running those businesses to share my knowledge with other business owners. Because I mean, especially if you're a new business owner, you don't really know where to spend your money to get your big bang for your buck, right? Your marketing. Of course, Yelp calls you all the time. Oh, they want to <laughs> put you in a contract and bleed you dry, right? Oh my gosh. And then you can pay for Google AdWords, which man, every time somebody clicks on it, you're like, no, don't click on my ad unless you're actually going to call me, right? Your competitors uh, clicking on it. Yeah, yeah, your competitors, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I remember, man, many, many years ago, I, I tried Google ads and I'm like, okay, I got to turn these off on the weekends because I'm losing money and... Oh, so anyway, I just, I really, I thought, you know, if I could get my website to show up on the search engines, maybe I don't have to pay for this, all this other advertising stuff. And everything I learned, I just applied to my business. And about 
right when COVID happened, 2019, was that 2019? Seems so long ago now, 20, right? 20, 20, Oh, yeah, it was early 2020. So my wife and I, uh, we said, hey, you know, they ended school early. Uh, we have a summer cabin up in northern Arizona. We're like, let's go live in the cabin, baby. So we went up there, and of course, I got bored being an entrepreneur. You can't sit around and do nothing. I'm like, you know what? This is where I'm going to go help other business owners. So I finally created the, the program that I wanted to be creating for a long time. And essentially, it's it's helping other business owners uh, have success online. Awesome. Well, I, there's there, that's like a masterclass you just gave right there and so many things that people probably just glossed over. I want to go back to your, your original business, your window cleaning business. So you started in 99, right? Yeah. And I was looking at your paper here, you know, started like most people just have a squeegee and a bucket and a truck, you know, the bare minimum to get in. Uh And, uh, and then you grew it from there to a very successful, uh, business that you have today. So I started in 2009 and, you know, even in 2009, like websites really didn't exist yet. Right. Uh, I don't even know Google. I'm not sure when Google even started, but it was, I think it was after that, or it might've been right before that. Um, but, um, it sounds like you and I were kind of on a, on a similar journey in that you probably leveraged, uh, technology early on in your business and like with the SEO and all that stuff is, is that, am I on the right path or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was always a junkie for it. Actually, when I went to college, I studied computer information systems. I was teaching my professors how to, how to code. Like I was in all these coding classes. I'm like, no, no, this is how you do it, man. I love it. Yeah. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't. I didn't go that much into coding, but I actually went to college for um, uh, compu- like the repair side. So like learning which IRQs to yeah. turn on and off on your circuit board, you know, how to, how to That's resolve right. conflicts, a lot of that A-plus certification type path. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those were big. Yeah. Yeah, today, like six-year-olds can do that stuff uh, <laughs> for the YouTube channel, but... But yeah. okay. So, and, and I use that as well. So like, I, you know, I was one of the first companies in my area that even had a website. Like a lot of people yeah. had a website. It was just like a business card on a single page, right? Like that was their, that was their website. That was kind of the extent of the World Wide web at that time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't much more than that. Yeah. So, it, so you went down that same path. You, when did you know, like, you know, the SEO or even like the, the internet technology was definitely going to be a bigger play, big player in your uh, business. Well, when my, um, my, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. My phone book ad stopped working. <laughs> I used to, I mean, in 99, the yellow book. I, yeah. Oh, that's what it was called. I forgot the name of it. There you yeah, go. The yellow book. Yep. Yeah, yellow, yellow pages. Book. Yellow, yellow pages. pages. Yeah. I put yeah. the, I think I put the biggest ad in there and you know, I think it cost me two grand a month at the time. Oh my gosh. That was so much money. But I thought, man, if I have the biggest ad, I'll look the most professional. Um, and it worked for a while. And then after a while, I'm like, dude, where'd all my calls go? Like this sucks. And, uh, I had a, uh, some company that I did some work for owed me a lot of money and they went bankrupt and, uh, I was within the lawsuit and, uh, eventually I got a huge payment, you know, several thousands of dollars. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this and build a website. I was so excited, man. I'm going to have an awesome website. I'm going to get customers. I think I paid like 10 or $12,000. And at that time, that was a lot of money. And I'm like, we're all my customers. And then they're like, oh, you need to spend more money with us and build more pages and the customers will come. And I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't as easy as I thought it was. <laughs> I, I, re- I remember earlier on, and this was a little bit later, like maybe 
2014 or something like that. It was like three or four years into my business and, and websites had started taking off. And I was talking to a website company and they audited, you know, I paid them to audit my site and they said, you need to build out 450 pages for every one of your services in every one of the cities that you service. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I think I built out like five. Yeah. Right. Like, this is a major undertaking. Yeah, and they want to charge you $125 per page. Right. And you're like, uh, doing the math. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to make any money for like a couple of years on that. I was trying to do it myself. Like I can't afford yeah. to hire someone. I'm like, I'm going to try and do it myself, but you know, stuff changes way, way, way. Like, especially with technology today, like it seems like it changes overnight. Now you got AI and you know, mm -hmm. AI is going to basically write everything for you. Or at least that's what people think it's going to do. Um, so with SEO, um, let me, let me back up for a second. When did you decide like SEO is the right path in your business? Um, it was, you know, the defining moment was my wife and I got married in 2011 and like a year or two after that, I had like a, I don't even know what it was, maybe a Facebook ad at the time or something. And somebody was reaching out to me like, Hey, come join this group. And we'll show you how to get your website ranked on Google. And I thought, man, I think that's what I need to do. So it was about 2012 or 2013. Oh, I know it was 2012 because that's when I joined this group. And I actually flew to Nashville a couple times a year and met up with a bunch of guys. These guys were doing big stuff. They were doing SEO for like insurance companies and like big, big stuff. And I'm like, man, if I can take a little of their knowledge and apply it to my little business, you know, and the, the, the real key to it is, is consistency. Like if you do a whole bunch of work on your website and you just leave it alone, Google shows back every single day to crawl your website. And if it looks the same, Google's like, boring, dude, what do you got for me now? Right. It's like a woman. You have to please her every single day. Right. <laughs> My wife doesn't care what I did yesterday. She wants me to do some dishes today or something. Right. So it starts over at zero. The love tank starts at zero <laughs> yeah. every morning. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> So, yeah, so I just kept, you know, I just was consistent, like I consistently put stuff. And then, so that was about 2012, 2013. I didn't get good at it for a while. Like I didn't even know how to build a website. Like I knew nothing. And then, you know, over time, just practicing and, and getting used to it, making some mistakes. And, and finally, like I developed the system where I was like, so I, when 2020 came, I reached out to, you know, the industry. And I'm like, Hey, I want 10 companies that I want to do a case study with. And I had this formula that I pretty sure was going to work. Um, and, uh, they let me do case studies with them. And every single one of these websites popped up to page one, like pretty fast. And I was like, yes. And it works for every industry. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go share it with the world because business owners need to know this information. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then obviously it, like you said, it's worked for every industry. Uh, so is that, is that the year that you started, uh, collaborate pros was 2020 or. Yep. 2020, we started collaborate. Uh, I think we got our first customer like March that year. Um, but it's, it's been a fun journey. It's been a fun ride because, uh, you know, it's content. So Google a few years ago was all about backlinks, right? And mm -hmm. people like, uh, backlinks and I'm the same way. So I always say we are a content creating company, not backlinks. However, some backlinks are important, right? Um, let's say, uh, you know, you're, you're in the construction industry 
and I'm, I'm a window cleaner. Like if I put some content on my website and I talk about your construction company, Google's like, dude, who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah. However, if you're a construction company and I'm a construction company and I'm in Arizona and you're in Indiana and I put some content on my website and I promote you in a specific way, this is the way we do it. Google's like, oh, wow, Brad's pretty cool. Why are all these construction companies talking about him? So if you're going to have a backlink to your website, it better be important and it better be in the same industry or same niche. It's huge. I, I paid companies to do the backlink hack, you know, uh, go in and add you to all the directories and stuff. And, you know, and we can maybe get into a little bit, but, you know, then you got to deal with all the black hat stuff that you'll, you know, Google will straight up ban you for, uh, you know, there's yeah. companies that implement those, you know, those, uh, systems, if you will, hacks. Let's get into the meat and potatoes here. So you put on here, like the cheat code is the words that's on here. Like what, what do you call the cheat code? What, what is that? So the cheat code is if you know what you're doing, you can get your website to show up for near me search terms. So a near me search term is not the same as other search terms. It's what's called transactional. Right. So if I'm looking for a dentist, an emergency dentist near me, guess what, man? I got dental pain. Like I'm looking for a dentist by me. I got money in my hand. I don't really care what it's going to cost. I want to find a, an emergency dentist near me. So same thing like a, uh, you know, like a locksmith, you lock your keys in your car or whatever. Um, you know, some people, hey, man, I got a holiday party coming. I need a carpet cleaner near me. Whatever the service may be, the near me search terms have a big old T on it, transactional search terms. I use a tool called simrush.com mm -hmm. and anybody can sign up for a free account. And when you go on there and you search like your industry, whether it be like carpet cleaner or painter, like painting company, whatever you search, it'll give you a list of similar search terms and it'll order them highest search volume down to the lowest. And then you look which search terms have a transactional code next to it. Those are the search terms you want to target. So our cheat code has evolved and it's funny, like, We've all established I'm in Arizona, but I have certain search terms on my website. We rent out equipment, like large equipment for, um, you know, window cleaners or, or, you know, whatever trade may need it, construction mostly. But I have these lifts that I, I own and I don't use them all the time. So when I'm not using them, I rent them out. But if you're in Los Angeles and you search this equipment rental near me, I'm above United Rentals. I'm above Sunstate. I'm above... Um, Ahern, whatever the rental companies are. I'm number one in Los Angeles. I'm number one in, in Las Vegas. I'm actually number one in Orlando and I'm number one in um, Nashville too. But I'm nowhere near those cities. So the cheat code is you can literally program your website to show up for a near me search term. So it's really cool to see. Like we have some roofers. It's like a residential roofer near me, roofing company near me. They're showing up number one in their cities for these search terms. And that's people coming in with like money ready to buy. So all I have to do is just name my company roofer near me. Ah, I love it. Yes. Right? <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. I'm so glad you said that. I saw a meme the other day and somebody literally named their restaurant Thai food restaurant near me. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, I, and, I know a construction company, handyman near me, you know, yeah, remodel they don't, near they don't me. know how to do it. Exactly. They just simply don't know how to do it. <laughs> That's, so, that's the old AAA plumbing from the phone book days, <laughs> right? One, two, one, two, three, or ABC. Like yeah. you got to get to the front of the phone book. Yeah. A, 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 B, C, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And they don't realize like in three years, 
then the near me won't work. And now you mm -hmm. have a business name that actually is worthless. Yeah. 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 So it's man, when I figured out that cheat code of how to program my website to show up for a near me search term, like it was such a light bulb aha moment. Um, because I'm literally showing up in cities that are nowhere near me. So what does that mean? It means near me is simply a search term. People think it's some Google voodoo magic that Google's going to find the nearest company. It's not true. Like you can legitimately code your website to show up wherever you want for, for a near me search term. Do you have to like put keywords on your website for that to work? Or is that something totally know. different? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you want to show up for a search term, that search term, those words, that content should be somewhere on your website. Gotcha. And the best way to do it is through a blog post. Now I know I just said blog post and everybody went to sleep, right? Ugh, oh, that's so the next boring. topic. This is, this is what I want to talk about the most. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's, it's hilarious. I, I speak in front of people all the time and I'm like, who's excited about blog posting? And everybody's like, I think I'm in the wrong class. This is so boring. Well, you're in the I right love, class here. Cause I, I love yeah. talking about blog posts. Yeah. So a blog post is like breaking news um, and it's attached to your website. So it's so powerful. If you were to put up a page that's called, you know, roofer near me on your website, Google's like, whoop-de-doo, dude. But if you do a blog post, Google's like, wow, this is breaking news. What's going on? So you title your blog post, roofing company near me. That's the title. You don't title it seven best things to do to uh, sell your house and inspect your, like, Nobody cares about the seven best things to do to make your house curb appeal go way up because that's not what somebody's searching. So we get into a lot of people's websites and they're like, oh, we have an SEO company and they're doing blog posts for us. But then when you look at the blog post, it's like five tips on, you know, making your home presentable for a company coming this holiday season. Nobody searches that. It is an absolute waste of everybody's time. Like nobody searches that. However, somebody will search a painter near me or roofing contractor near me. So that's what you want to title your blog post. Do you feel like, uh, cause I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I talk to my guys a lot about having like lead magnets and the seven top things and this and that. Do you think, I mean, obviously the near me is going to help you with the SEO doing both of those together. Would that be a legitimate? So yeah, the seven best or um, those type of blog posts are, are informational. So there are also other search terms that I really love, and those are the informational ones. Now, what you want to do with those is on the homepage of your website, you want to put an FAQ section. Now, a lot of people say, I have an FAQ section, but it's a whole separate page. Right. The difference of putting it on the homepage is the homepage has the most power of your website. It's like the central hub. So when you put a homepage question, now let's go to, let's say the roofing industry. How much does it cost for a new roof on my house? People's gonna, people are going to search that. So if you type that search term into Google, there's a little box that says people ask. Right. So you click on one of those answers and a whole bunch more pop up. So you want to take some of those informational ones, like you were just talking about it, put it on a FAQ or a people ask box on your homepage. And then you want to take a link from within there and link it to the blog post that you just wrote that informational about. Now... Your website's actually, you didn't even realize this, but your website's actually programmed to kind of start showing up in those people ask boxes. We have countless customers who actually show up in those people ask boxes on Google because we programmed the website the right way. And Google's like, oh, these guys are providing the information we want. So yeah. now you're getting informational traffic coming to your website and transactional and you're, it's a win-win. 
I, I, obviously there's different strategies, right? So like the, the near me strategy is really for the purpose of SEO, like showing up in, you know, SEO when someone's doing those search terms, Correct. The, the, the informational one is really more for building uh, authority, you know, in your, in your niche, in your town uh, to help with that as well. And so I, like, I'm a big fan of blog posts across the board. Uh, oh. You probably, I'm sure you know of Marcus Sheridan's book, They Ask You Answer. Yes, absolutely. Uh, People talk about it all the time. Yeah, Fantastic book. You know, what yeah. questions are your customers asking you write blog posts about it? Pretty straightforward. It's going to help with that. So the near me, though, I mean, that's a very strategic type of blog post. How, how many like if I was a roofer in Nashville, like, is that just one blog post or am I writing like five different blog posts about that? How does that work? Yes. Yeah, so if you go to the tool simrush.com and you search just put in the keyword search roofer near me, it spits out about, I don't know, probably 30 to 50 really solid roofing near me search terms. Some is residential roofer near me. So that would be a blog post. Every search term you want to show up for, you want to do a blog on. So commercial roofer near me, like roofing company near me. So emergency roofing, storm, storm repair, roof repair near me. So all these search terms are searched. So the best way for your website to show up for you know, search terms is to do a blog post. Now, another benefit that we haven't talked about yet in a blog post is geotagging images. Mm -hmm. So on your smartphone, when you, when you take a picture, it geotags it. So when I'm doing a blog post in Nashville, I want to insert a photo in there that was geotagged in Nashville, Tennessee. So Google's algorithm's like, okay, he's talking about Nashville. Oh, he's got photos that were taken right here. This is extremely relevant. Um, and then the last huge step in a blog post is, is the tags. So a lot of people or a lot of SEO companies will do blog posts, but they won't tag them or won't tag them properly. So a tag for your audience to understand is going to tell Google exactly what you want this blog post to show up for. So you're feeding the search engines exactly the search terms that you want the blog post to show up for. So let's say you do a blog post on residential roofer near me. Well, if somebody's gonna search residential roofer Nashville, like that's probably close enough. So you wanna tag it residential roofer Nashville. Um, you also wanna tag it residential roofing, roofing company in Nashville. So something similar to that. So the one blog post can show up for 10, 15, 20 different search terms. Because of the tags that are inserted. Because of the in tags. Yeah, yeah, tags are super powerful. Super yeah. powerful. Well, it's same with like pictures, right? The alt, the alt, the alt tag or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. um, the metadata behind it. Yeah. Yeah. What's this picture about? It's just something mm -hmm. that pops in my mind. I never even thought about it. So if you, when you like take stock photos, because, you know, sometimes, if, especially if you're brand new, you might have to use a stock photo for your website. Is that metadata, the geotag, is that? going to be on that, that's going to like be wrong. It is. So Google has a, you know, there's duplicate content that Google doesn't like, you know, images is definitely one of them. So if I take a stock photo and I'm going to stick it on a website, I'll zoom it in or I'll, I'll rotate it just a little bit. Mm. Um, I'll put like a color overlay of it that like the human eye can't really see. Um, but then you have to clear the metadata. And then I like to take it to a, a tool called like a geo imager. Um, you can search online for geotagging images and you can do it for free. So it'll strip the data and then you can enter the meta description and then you can enter the, 
um, geo coordinates. So you want to change the picture around. Sometimes if it's a picture that you can flip one way or the other, like somebody's face or just a house, you can just flip it um, and then zoom it a little bit and then put a little color overlay on it and then uh, twist it a little bit and then change the metadata. And that's how I, use, if I'm going to use a stock photo, that's my recommendation. That makes perfect sense. I never even thought about that until we had this conversation. You're, you're running it through like a geo imager to strip that metadata and then implanting yep. new metadata on there yep. before you upload the picture to the website. So. Yeah. And the, you know, there's one other trick with, um, or it's kind of more like a hurdle in WordPress. If you upload an image with geo data on it, the first time you upload it to WordPress, it doesn't catch. So it's a two-step process. You have to upload it, delete it, and then upload again. And then it, then it sticks really strange. Interesting. However, like your Google business listing, um, almost every picture you put in there should be geotagged. So that way Google has a good idea of where you're servicing. Hey, just a quick timeout from the show. In the next 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you exactly how you can transform your contracting business. Imagine being part of a community of winners where you can find out exactly what they've done to be successful. That's exactly what you get when you join the Profit Club. But it's not just a community. You get lifetime access to all of my course-related material, including all future material that I add. But wait, there's more. Each week, you'll get access to three group coaching calls to talk about sales, marketing, and business problems and answer any questions that you may have. Still not convinced? How about personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you overcome your limits? And here's my promise to you. I guarantee you will double your investment within 90 days or I personally will work with you one-on-one -on -one until you do. So don't wait. Elevate your game with the Profit Club today. Now let's get back to the show. So how much does uh, your Google business listing in conjunction, like, so if I had to pick between a blog post that's high converting you know, keyword search term versus like a Google business listing information. Like which one would you say has, is more important for, for SEO? Um, well, Google That's blogs. Yeah, it's a great question. It, I mean, it kind of depends on your objective. If you want to show up in the maps more than the Google um, blog or the Google business blog is a little more high priority. However, Google business looks at what's on your website as well to show you in the maps. So they're kind of equal. Um, now the Google business blogs, they'll fall off and they'll disappear after a certain amount of time. When, when Google first started doing the Google business blogs, um, I think they fell off after like 14 days and then they extended it out to like 30 days. And now some of them are still on there, but they don't show up. So there's a little bit of a, a hack where if you link them all together, like a daisy chain, they all kind of stay live. So it's a little bit of extra work, but you link your new blog to your old blog and your old ones linked to the one before that and before that and before that. So is, is the Google business blog, is that a totally separate thing than like a blog on your website? Cause it is. Yeah. I never even knew there was a Google business blog. Yep. There's a Google. So it's called the Google updates. Um, so if you go into Google, you do a little update. It's only limited to like 400 words or maybe 800 words. I, I was just in it the other day. I don't know why I can't remember it, but the Google business blogs are really short. Uh, and when you do a Google business blog, you want to blog about all your services and stuff like that. On your website, you want to blog about search terms that people are, are I, I call blog posting on your website, like opening other doors. 
So like you have a storefront and you open the door. Hey, I'm, you know, uh, what did I say? Thai food restaurant near me, right? Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my door that I'm opening. However, if I do a blog that says Thai food restaurant Nashville, that's another door I opened up for people to come in. And, you know, best Thai food restaurant is another one of my blogs. That's another door I opened. So every blog you do to me is like opening another door to bring more customers to your business. So the, the updates that that's actually, that lives on your business profile, your Google business profile, right? Yep. That's yep. okay. I got you. So I was thinking like an actual blog, you know, like an actual blog service that Google had that you could post to, but we're talking about just the Google business profile. Okay. If, uh, if people are still awake after listening to all of this technical stuff, <laughs> I know a lot of guys, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't even know like how to log into my website, let alone mm-hmm. you know, update a mm-hmm. blog post. That's where services like what you guys offer can help with a lot of the, the backend stuff. This is where hiring professionals. And you said something really interesting earlier about you started asking, you know, you started hiring really smart people and getting in circles and like asking better questions with these people. Because with, I mean, obviously I do business coaching and, you know, sometimes talking with business owners, like pulling teeth about like why you should invest in services like this or why you should, you know, get any kind of help in your business. Uh, It's a little bit uh, backdoor question to like how important for your businesses, has it been to hire the correct people to do these things versus like you trying to figure it out on your own? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is your time worth? So my biggest reason of starting Collaborate is hands down just to help other business owners. Um, there's, I, I can't even count how many other business owners, like I did free consulting with them because um, they were too new or didn't want to spend the money you know, they were just starting out and I'm like, Hey, do, do these five things, you know, let's catch up in a month or two and let's see how it's going. Let's do five more things. Um, and, and what is your time worth? Like for me, like if I'm going to go learn Facebook ads, like, Oh yes, I want to go do Facebook advertising. I'm going to do YouTube advertising. Like that's not worth my time. First of all, it's not my joy or passion. And now I have to learn a whole nother system. And while I'm doing that, I'm not generating revenue in something that I'm really good at. So if you're really good at running your business and generating revenue, if you need to hire more people or if you need to create SOPs within your business, that's where you're going to generate real revenue. Um, And have you ever read the book, um, Who Not How? I was getting ready to ask you that actual question. You want to (laughs) hire the who, not Dan Sullivan. um, Yep, Dan Sullivan. You want to find the who who knows what they're doing Um, because it's going to get you to your end goal so much faster. Yeah, I'm actually listening to uh, 10x is easier than 2x right now. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, yeah well. uh, so much, so much in there. Uh, all of Dan Sullivan's stuff that he writes is pretty much gold. Um, yeah. Okay. So we talked about blogs. Talked about the SEO. Um, is is the blog kind of like one of the main uh, hacks for the SEO, or do you have other types of SEO things that you're doing for your clients? Yeah, so we we have a couple hacks on top of that. Like if blog posting was just the just how to get it all done, then it'd be kind of boring, right? Um, and it works. It does work. If you think about it, if you did a blog a day a year from now, you're going to have 365 more pieces of content on your website. Um, if your website has 10 pages and mine has 1,000 or even 100, Google's going to value me more. So the other hacks is how your content's set up on your website. Um, people, you know, talk about AI and AI is fantastic. We've actually been using AI for the last two years. We use it with humans. Um, cause like 
you know, when I was a kid in school, I remember English class and I had to write a paper. I was just like stuck. And then when I kind of started writing, I'm like, okay, now I'm good. Well, AI kind of gives you ideas and then you can add to it or subtract from it. Um, you know, use that as a, you know, as a tool to get yourself ahead. Right. So how we do the content is, is different. Um, and then the other hack of beyond, beyond that is the collaborating aspect. So we put, so Google, if, if you inform your customer and you make them smarter and you give them um, information about all your services and what you do, Google ultimately wants us to educate our customer into making a good decision. So that's where the informational searches come from. You know, how much does a roof cost? You know, how long should my roof last? Questions like that aren't necessarily translated into sales, but Google's kind of lazy and they want, you know, websites out there to provide the information for the clients. So um, if you have that information on your website, Google's like, well, this is a great source of information. We're just going to keep sending people there. So on the homepage of your website, you want to get good informational content. And then within those informational contents, you want to link them to inner blog posts. Now, a couple hacks would be showing up for, you know, a roofer near me. Now, if you do a blog post, you're probably going to show up page two or three. It depends on your city and your competition. Maybe you don't even show up that high. It's like, oh man, Dave's a liar, dude. I did a blog post for a roofer near me. Well, first of all, it's really competitive, right? But second of all, if you put a link on your homepage and the, the link is titled roofer near me, and it's linked to your inner blog post, that's going to jump you up higher. Because I said the homepage has this huge authority, right? So now you've connected your homepage to your blog post. Now, you're probably not spot one for that. You're probably still not. And you're like, oh, man, dude, Dave's still a liar. Well, the next hack is, is collaborating with people in your industry, right? So if you're a roofer, go reach out to 20, 30, 40 other roofers. And it's hard to do. It's hard to say, yo... I'm a roofer, you're a roofer. Put some content on my website. Please, please, please help me. And they're like, screw you, dude. I'm busy running my roofing business, right? So how do you make relationships with other roofers? You want to be nice. You want to be friendly. You know, you go to conferences where there's other roofers. Uh, I was speaking at a RoofCon concert or conference in Orlando about a year ago and hundreds, maybe thousands of roofers. And I'm like, man, if these people could just work together, they don't understand the power. So the way Google's algorithm works is, number one, you have informational content and you're, you provide it in a nice way. You have all these blog posts and all this information. Well, now I've got 30 or 40 other roofers doing blog posts as well. And within their blog posts, they're going to point to my blog post that talks about a roofer near me. That's going to start jumping up the rankings, right? So now I have seven, eight, nine roofers that are all pointing to this one blog post. Google's like, wow, dude, that blog post must be really important. And they're linked from other roofers. They're not from somebody outside the outside of the industry. So that's the other little secret hack is is networking and collaborating. Well, and that's along the same lines of like guest, you know, being a guest writer for mm -hmm. a magazine or whatever, like writing mm -hmm. articles for yep. USA Today or whatever. Uh, it's the because you can link it back to your site and all that stuff and all that backlinking kind of we talked about and plays in there. I was going to ask you a question and my mind just completely stopped working. <laughs> That's right. I'll give you some more content. <laughs> you know, we, we were doing this for a company in Los Angeles and, you know, I have a friend who's in an industry and he's in Orlando, Florida, and he has 65,000 backlinks to his website. Now this tool, wow. simrush.com, you know, says he has a domain authority of like 50 or 60, like it's huge, this huge authority score. 
But in real life, he shows up for about 12 search terms. He gets no traffic to his website. Now, on the contrary, I had a friend in Los Angeles, and this guy was number one for all of his search terms, one, two, or three, like way up there. And he had 65 backlinks coming to his website. But guess what? They were industry related. So they were all in the same industry. And he's in Los Angeles, far less backlinks, a lot more relevant content. And guess what? Google loved that guy way more than he loved the guy that had 60,000 backlinks. That's like the equivalent of like if you're a bathroom remodeler and Delta has a link from their website to your blog post. Like, cause yeah. Delta, I mean, they're spending millions of dollars to yep. be the top, right? And Google's like, oh, if Delta's recommending you, then you must be somebody big. Yeah. Versus, you know, the handyman down the street links to you. Like, yep. just from a, from a weighted perspective. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so if you're in the kitchen and bath and remodeling industry, really, you don't need links from Delta. You don't need links from Home Depot. Like, it's crazy. We had a customer, I'm not going to say their name now, but they were right there with Home Depot and Lowe's. Like we had them right up there with all these um, bathroom search terms. And it's because you surround them with people in the same industry. It's, man, it just flat out works. It's cool. So the question I was going to ask, it just came back, is like, th- this is a hack. Can you tell me if it's a good one? But uh, the hack of like writing a blog post of, let's say you're a plumber and you write the top 10 plumbers in Cincinnati, right? But like you don't put your information in there. You're listing 10 other competitors. Mm-hmm. And now if someone's searching, like that's going to be a pretty relevant topic that may come up in a search. And now they go to your website, they're on your blog, they read it. And then of course they're exposed to all your other blogs. Yeah. What so do you I think love, about that? Yep. I love the way you think, Brad. So when I came up with this strategy, I thought, okay, if I'm going to search the best, you know, you know, plumber near me. Right. And what was always number one or number two was Yelp. And when you go onto Yelp, what do you see? 10 other plumbers. Right. So it's exactly what you just said, exactly what you just said to the T. So Google, I was like, wow, Google's lazy and they're giving Yelp the love because they're simply listing 10 people. Google like gives Yelp and Home Advisor, all these sites that we hate, Google's giving them all the love because Google's collaborating. They're just putting a whole bunch of businesses on there. So that's that's honestly where I got the idea. Like, look, man, I'm going to surround you know, my business with other people in my industry. Uh, Cause if you think about it, like if, if you're a coffee company, you want to compete with Starbucks, they have like two on every corner and it's one website, starbucks.com. So yeah. how do you compete with them? You have to collaborate with people in your industry. So one last question on the SEO stuff I wanted to ask real quick. And that is like this, and this is a common problem. Like where I lived, I live in a small suburb of the big city. Mm-hmm. Right. So like on Google maps and stuff, like how do you get your business to show up or rank higher in the city that you're not actually located in? Oh, that's a great question. All right. So there's, there's several factors. It used to be really easy a couple of years ago, um, but Google business has changed like crazy in the last year. Um, geotagging photos used to work extremely well. It still works a little bit, but it doesn't have as much power. Uh, when I expanded my business into Denver, I literally put my map pins on every big building I could find in Denver. And we legitimately got a call a day for our services. And I'm like, sweet, man. All I did was put map pins. We made thousands and thousands of dollars. It was great. Well, now it doesn't work that easily. It still works. But 
Another thing, like let's say you're in the suburb and your guys go and do services throughout the city during the day. What you want to do, and and I tell people this all the time, is ask your drivers or your your techs. So when your technicians are coming back to the shop, have them go on your phone and go on to Google and search for driving directions back to your location, to your office. So Google measures how many times people are searching driving directions to your location. Mm. So even you, if you're not doing a job and you're in the city, so Google's going to be like, Google measures how many times your driving directions are, are listed. So that's, that's, one, that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is on your website, you want to put neighborhood-specific information. So if you zoom into a Google map, it'll say like um, Wilcox Park. Like it's a little park within a, a neighborhood within a city. So you put some information on Wilcox Park within your website and Google's associating you being there. It's a bit of work, but once you start putting all these little neighborhood articles within your website, Google's like, oh, I see where they work and I see where they surface. Does that make sense? And then within yeah. your, your Google business profile, you want to like, there's people ask questions. You can say, hey, do you provide services in city such and such? Oh yes, I do roofing services in city such and such. So it helps drag your map over to where you want to provide services. That, that actually reminded me of a great thing that people probably never even think of is like in your reviews, when people leave reviews and then when you respond, like Google crawls the reviews too. So like yep. your keywords, if you do a bathroom remodel uh, for like the town that you don't work in, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you're in one town and you're trying, like maybe you live outside of Cincinnati, but you're trying to rank inside Cincinnati. Uh, you, you, you would write something like if they did say they did a great job, remodel our bathroom, highly recommend like in your response, you should somehow write Cincinnati and like bathroom remodel, like those keywords in the, yeah. in the response and Google yeah. pick that up. You love doing bathroom remodeling in Cincinnati. Tell all your neighbors, like something like yeah. that. Yep. Absolutely. Google does grab that. Yep. That's interesting, though, about the um, driving directions. Is there anything like if, if the same text doing it like 100 times as Google, be like, hey, this is coming from the same IP address like this is not. Well, the beauty of cell phones is they the IPs roam. So they jump to the tower they're nearest to. So it's pretty rare that they're going to be on the same tower all the time. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Those those oh, IP man. addresses. Yeah. So mobile IP addresses are fantastic. Like Google doesn't really know where they're coming from because they change all the time. That's, I didn't even think about that. That's true. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, Collaborate uh, and, and what, like, we've talked about how to do all this stuff. Now, if you've listened to all this and you're, and you're not asleep yet and you're, like, really fascinated by all this, how can someone benefit from hiring your company? Because, really, even though, like, doing all of these things are going to help you that you talked about, again, how much is your time is worth? You know, how mm -hmm. much is your time worth? So how does Collaborate? pros help contractors or service-based industry uh, people to really streamline this process? Yeah. So um, the first bit of information I'm going to give everybody is we have free resources on our website. So um, our job isn't to sell you. Our job is to help you. So come to our website and get tons of free information. We have videos on how to geotag images. We have videos on how to do a blog post. Um, literally we have videos that sh let you show up for any search term you want. So we have videos that show you exactly how to do it yourself. Um, we have videos on posting stuff on Google business. So first and foremost, you can go to our website, collaboratepros.com. Uh, we put a nice little button up there that says podcast. So you're going to find us on this podcast. 
uh, click on that and then you'll get access to all those videos. Now, if you're going to we'll work with a link in the show notes, sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh. you off. Dave. We'll, we'll have a link to in the show notes too, for the, for the website and all your socials. Cool. Right, go ahead. Yeah. So, and then, and then if you're, you know, want to hire the who, not the how, uh, we have a great team. We have a fantastic team of people. Uh, we get the content on your website. We put it in a specific way uh, and we get you started. We give you a dashboard that lets you measure all the um, Google analytics and the Google search console. So you can see the search terms that are coming to your website. It's, it's so cool to see, like we have dentists we work with and they're showing up for dentists near me, pediatric dentists near me, emergency dentist. Like it's so cool to see those search terms. Um, we have a video on our website. This is probably the best one that I recommend everybody doing is using that tool, simrush.com and doing your own website audit. Because if you're, if the search terms that are coming to your website are your brand, like if your brand is Bob's kitchen remodeling, and that's all the search terms that's come to your website, you're missing literally thousands and thousands of dollars of work. Um, so you want to get your website to show up for the near me search terms and the transactional search terms. Um, so I know I said a lot of stuff there. I get really excited. I'm sorry, but you can go to collaboratepros.com and uh, take it in, all in at your own speed. And I'm assuming, and I don't know why you wouldn't have this, but there's an opportunity for them to reach out to you and get more information about your services and how you yep. can help them as well on, yep. the, on the site. I love that you basically give away <clears throat> training on your site, obviously on purpose, because it's going to help with, you guessed it, SEO, right? It's going yeah, yeah. to help make you the authoritative figure in this space. So uh, I like to ask everybody this question we've mentioned a couple books but what's a what's a book you're reading right now or one that you would recommend i am actually also reading 10x is easier than 2x um that and a hundred million dollar offers alex Ramosi, man yeah yeah um yeah i just like my brain doesn't stop i always i'm i'm, I'm such a sucker for more knowledge and information um but with knowledge and information, you have to implement, right? You can sit around and know yep. everything, but if you don't implement, then you're, you're wasting, you're wasting your talents. I, I'm in this, I'm in this uh, period right now where I'm not really listening to uh, like implementation books too much because I get trapped in that where it's like, Oh, I want to read the next book. And I don't actually implement the information in that book. Yeah. And so I'm like four books behind on implementation of, you know, whatever that topic is. And so I'm really trying to like regulate the types of books that I listen to because of that. Cause implementation, I mean, it, it, you know, you can know everything in the world, but if you don't act, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I knew a guy. Well, I didn't know a guy. I met a guy who knew a guy <laughs> that's funny. And, and he wanted to write a book and he was like, you know, at home, this would happen. That would happen. He'd go into his office. Like I don't go into my office, forget that man. I don't get anything done. Um, but I have the house to myself. So I'm, I'm super, uh, motivated here, but this guy couldn't get his stuff done. So he literally booked himself a flight to different parts of the country. And on the plane, he wrote his book. And then he got on the next plane and wrote his book and got on the next plane and wrote his book. So that's how he did his implementation. Me, my implementation is when I'm home, I have my work shoes on. So I know when my work shoes are on, I'm here to work. Um, but yeah, it's hard sometimes to stay focused and motivated, isn't it? I used to do the exact same thing because I, I worked for the first uh about nine, 10 years, I worked out of my house. Like I just had a home office. I mean, it was an actual dedicated office, but it was at home for my uh, construction business. And for me, 
like putting on the uniform because I had a you know an actual you know like you have on collared shirt embroidered yeah. like putting on the uniform even though I'm just going downstairs like that was the trigger for the brain like oh we're going to work yeah absolutely. we're not going to go sit on the couch and watch TV like we're actually going to go work yeah. so I I love that the flying around like whatever it takes like doing whatever it takes in order to to get the you know, the results and some people go rent a cabin in the woods with no technology, you know, whatever it takes to, to I've to, done that to, too. My wife's like, why are you leaving me? I'm like, <laughs> I'll be back. Relax. <laughs> you need that. I mean, you need yeah. to remove the distractions. Absolutely. Definitely. I'm in an office now. I just, I moved into a new office because where I was at before was like a, it was a, um, it was like a warehouse like, cause I have my, you know, all my equipment in there, but I built a couple offices in there to be able to work out of the office to get out of my house. The problem with that location was there was no windows hmm. and I was completely isolated. I was for my, you know, for my coaching business, I was working by myself. And so I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, this is, this is not conducive to my best performance. You need some vitamin D for real, right? Yeah. I have a window right here. Like that was like, <laughs> I, I gotta have, a, I have to have a window in my office. Like, yeah. I have to. So, I think I do too. Yeah. I mean, whatever it takes to be able to do that. And sometimes people are like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, it's how are you going to be at your optimal best? Yeah. Whatever it is. So you need to buy some weird uh, sleep socks that's going to allow you to sleep better at night. Do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Do it. Worth, worth the time and worth the investment because now you have the time. Absolutely. Well, David, thanks so much for being on the uh, podcast. I, it's great stuff. I could talk all day about the tech side yeah. of it. I know uh, some guys are like, you know, just sign me up. Tell me where I need to go and, and send you a check. And I want somebody else to take care of it. And that's a great mentality to have. But I, I appreciate you being on the show and sharing all this knowledge with us. Uh, any last thoughts to leave your leave the listeners with? Um, yeah, don't get frustrated or, or confused by it. Um, a lot of people try to tell you, you know, Google's a mystery and it's difficult. It's literally not that hard. It's really not that difficult. Great words to live by. And like I said, you don't have to know how to do it. You just hire David and his company to do it for you. Who not <laughs> how. Even, yeah, who not how. That's right. That's right. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. You know where to find me on the social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. You can just search for the Hammer and Grind podcast. And remember, until next time, profit is not a dirty word.